Back in October 2021, the Defense Ministry designated six organizations as EFLP funds. They didn't do anything in Gaza, where there are some more, mm -hmm. but they, they designated the ones that operate in uh, Judea, Samaria, the West Bank, uh, and added to uh, a list, there were two more that had been designated in separate processes earlier. Then these NGOs get their problems and or operate under the facade or the label of human rights or international aid, where the evidence of them being connected to EFLP is, is very open and public, but denied by the Europeans, the Ministry of Defense then agreed to listen to their appeals. And what happened in the last 24 hours, mm -hmm. among other things, was that in the case of two of them, the appeals were rejected. One more, the process was started later and is still ongoing. And they reiterated, without the appeal process having been initiated, the designations of the other three. So basically what happened was after the Europeans said, man, we don't believe in what you're telling us about these being terror funds and the organizations, the Ministry of Defense, whether as a direct result of the European refusal or due to the legal process in Israel, uh, reconfirmed uh, and reiterated the uh, designation of these as terrorist fronts. And then they raided a couple of them at the same time to get uh, uh, computer records and other things, uh, supposedly, I guess, in order to show uh, whether or not there's more money going from the Europeans to the uh, these organizations and then to the PFLP terror framework. What's been the justification by these European organizations to give money to, this, uh, to these labeled terrorist organizations? The Europeans like to give money to Palestinian and Israeli NGOs. It's a very core part of their political process, of their involvement in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and trying to be seen as peacemakers, all sorts of their aspects. They're also very close personal ties. Uh, in one case, for instance, uh, a minister in the, in the Netherlands that was responsible for essentially signing the Czech's Minister of International Aid mm -hmm. was married to a, um, a high-level Palestinian uh, uh, diplomat and had connections with all of this. So they're, they're connections that are personal, they're, they're um, institutional throughout Europe, and they've been there for almost 20 years. I've been examining this and uncovering a lot of these long historical connections. It's very hard for the Europeans to give up these ties because politically they're very important to them to say, oh, we have a role with the Palestinians, and it's not through the, the leadership, it's not through Abbas, and the, not only through Abbas and the PA, but also because it's, it's part of the European ethos of supporting what they call civil society and human rights, to come back and say, wait a minute, we've been fooled for all these years. We gave tens of millions of euros and others money to uh, what is essentially a terror front, means we were fooled. It's very hard to see anybody, particularly Europeans, admitting that. Well, I mean, some of these organizations like the Union of Palestinian Women's Committees and the Bessian Center for Research and Development, or Al-Haq, they, they sound pretty innocent, uh, and, and yet we have to take the word of the defense ministry that uh, these are fronts. First of all, we don't have to take the word of the defense ministry. That's what I've been doing for a number of years. When look looks at the research, open source research, that's a big issue these days, a very important point, and that is that when we NGO monitor through its research, and it's all open source, it means anybody can... Uh, replicate that. In fact, the Dutch um, uh, advisory consulting firm did exactly that at the request of the Dutch government. Mm -hmm. We identified over 70 individuals connected with these six NGOs, or maybe there are a few more NGOs, that are publicly identified as having significant positions of the PFLP. Uh, they wear two hats both as human rights or international aid frameworks or in the case of the women's group, promoting uh, women's issues. 
but they also wear the hat of being PFLP, not just activists, but involved in the terror framework. Mm. And that's that's very, and they do, you see that on, on YouTube, when they have various uh, memorial events, you see it on, on, on Twitter and other social media and Facebook postings, where in the background you'll see all the PFLP paraphernalia, and you'll see them being referred to by their PFLP titles, commander, all sorts of other things. And also, in many of these people are involved both in the financial and leadership involvement of the NGO. So they get the money from the Europeans, and who knows where it goes after that? Mm-hmm. And that's one of that's where the MOD comes in and says, "Oh, some of that money gets transferred. That's not open source." But what is clear is that the two hats that they are, as in one case, probably the the uh, the person who put all this together, uh, who runs Al Haq. Uh, Shalman uh, Jabarin. Um, so that, uh, once the Israeli court ruled, when the government refused to allow him to leave uh, to accept the prize in, in Europe, the court uh, said he's a human rights activist by day and a terrorist recruiter by night at Jekyll and Hyde. And that's the language of the Israeli High Court, uh, which is not known for being particularly um, uh, echoing the, the claims of the Ministry of Defense mm-hmm. without having good reason for that.